I said, well, hell, I got it going on then. everyone welcome back to the reload podcast and after a long two-week hiatus we are back at it my name is kyle boone with me as always uh dustin ragusa joining me from his uh lovely home in oklahoma city how are you dustin i'm actually remote podcasting i'm in dallas for work how about that how about that okay so i'm podcasting from a hotel room using their wi-fi so if this doesn't sound great or if I break up at any point, don't blame me, blame this hotel. Yeah, this is going to be one of those podcasts where I have to splice like eight different sections of the audio and put them <laughs> together because we get broke up like eight times. <laughs> I think that happened on our last podcast. My Wi-Fi went out. and Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it did. It was, it, was a, it was a whole ordeal. <laughs> I don't think we get paid enough to do this podcast. That's what I'll say. Agreed. So, but I am glad that we are able to podcast because we have actually quite a bit of news. Um OSU got a commitment from a quarterback. OSU Hoops, meanwhile, is scrambling to fill even more spots uh, for its roster for 2019 and 20. Um, We're going to get to that, all of that, in just a second. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Cowboy fans, do you find filing your taxes to be stressful? It does not have to be that way. The team over at Angel Johnson & Blasting Game is here to help. They offer a wide range of financial services, including tax preparation, payroll, bookkeeping, and LLC formation, and they're accepting new clients and ready to meet with you today. So if you need any of these services, and hopefully you've done your taxes, so payroll, bookkeeping, LLC formation, give Cameron Everett a call. You will not regret it. 405-224-6363. Again, that's 405-224-6363. Uh, so since we last podcasted, OSU lost a player. OSU basketball lost a player to uh, to the to the transfer portal, the dreaded transfer portal. Curtis Jones, my guy, I was a Curtis Jones stan, uh, has decided that he is going to be vacuumed up into the transfer portal. That means OSU has two spots open for its 2019 roster. Um, Ragu, how surprised are you by this? And do you feel like OSU is going to be able to fill all its spots? I actually am a little surprised by this yeah. one. Um, I also was a Curtis Jones fan. Uh, I never thought he was going to be, you know, some kind of all-star best player on the team or anything, but he's a good shooter. Um, he played well on defense and, and not a great defender by any means, but I thought he was a you know nice piece off the bench. So sad to see him go. Um, I think possibly just with all the guys coming in, He's thinking he might not get as much playing time, and he didn't get a ton of playing time as it was. So, um, I, I'm a little, I'm a little surprised, a little sad to see him go. And I don't know about the two spots because they're having trouble filling the one. Right. Uh, and and I say trouble, maybe they just haven't found the right guy. I don't. They obviously shouldn't rush into it, but I have a feeling now they might leave one open. Yeah, it kind of feels like we're headed that way. Curtis Jones definitely had some moments at OSU where you're like, okay. This guy is going to be a really solid piece that they can build around next season. And then he had some moments where it's like, oh, wow, Dizzy's like 12 times better than him, and he should probably be sitting on the bench. So I don't know how I feel about it other than 
it's yet another spot that OSU has to fill, and they've already kind of had a hard time tr uh, trying to fill spots um, this spring. You know, Dudu Gaye ended up going to like Panhandle State of Florida or something. Um, so they, they have missed on several targets. Now, I, I think there's two really that I think right now we can keep an eye on. The first is Idaho State big man Kelvin Jones, who just popped on the radar this week. And then former Michigan signee Jalen Wilson, who's a top 50 recruit, originally considered OSU, and now um, I think a lot of people think he's probably leaning Kansas. But what do you feel, what's your gut tell you about two of these guys, Kelvin Jones and, and Jalen Wilson? I, I just feel like you got to take the the Kelvin Jones one with a grain of salt just because there's Same. been so many guys that Oklahoma State has been linked to. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Jeff Goodman's reported all of them. He does he does a good job with that. But I feel like He's I feel like he might accidentally be copying and pasting Oklahoma State in on accident sometimes. <laughs> or they or they've just been in contact with everybody. But this guy is uh, is interesting. Have you looked him up at all? Calvin Jones, yes. He, he's been to like eight different schools in three years. Um, yeah. Was kind of like a service role player uh, at UTEP coming out of high school, was a no-offer recruit, went to Odessa College, and then uh, last season he was at Idaho State. So, It's also his hometown is listed not only on Idaho State's website but on sports reference as Chihuahua, Mexico. <laughs> I know. I saw that. <laughs> Um, he doesn't look like he's a native of Mexico, so I don't I don't know what the story no, is there. I don't, and and I think he's like has ties to New Mexico too. So I wonder if that was like a typo or something. I don't know. But yeah, but, a weird guy. And his only like actually productive season was last year at Idaho State. Yeah, so he he played okay in the Big Sky Conference. So yeah. I, I don't really know how that translates. He. He might be a nice piece to add to the big man rotation. Don't think stretch big at all. He, I don't even think he's ever attempted a three-pointer in a college game. No. Uh, he's mainly just a back-to-the-basket, down-low big that averaged nine points and um, a little over five rebounds last season at Idaho State. Didn't right. really do much, like you said, at UTEP. He played in pretty much every game uh, for UTEP, just didn't put up a lot of numbers. And then he started every game. Uh, for Idaho State, but mm -hmm. just not not super impressive. Might be a nice guy, you know, if to grab one, him with one of the spots and maybe leave one open and see if it works out. Um, he could add a little bit to the depth because yep. you know if some if somebody goes down, if a big goes down for Oklahoma State, they're in trouble because they don't have very many that have experience and right. they have a lot of young guys coming in that might not be able to play right away. Yeah, so. Um, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on him? Uh, I, I'm not impressed. You know, he's six foot eleven, two hundred thirty pounds. Uh, last season, he averaged nine point nine points and five point six rebounds. His block numbers are fine. They're not like super. Uh, the only season in which he averaged more than one block per game was last season. Um, so he's like a traditional big man who, who doesn't stretch the floor. He's a guy who I think if OSU added to its roster um, would be no more than probably like a depth piece. I, I, I don't think he's going to be starting, and honestly he'd be like, in my eyes, I think he's like the seventh or eighth man off the bench. So, you know, if, they, if OSU gets him, that's great. You know, OSU's battling. It looks like Oregon State, Washington State, Virginia Tech, Florida, Wake Forest, uh, Boise State and, and Missouri State, so that's interesting. 
Um, I guess it'd be a win if they're able to snag him, but uh, as one commenter on our blog says, it's underwhelming to be honest. So that's that's. Uh, I, I that sounds feel, that sounds like uh, the tagline of my life. They might have actually been talking about my writing. I don't really know. So, um, but you know, it's 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 a it's an interesting guy to watch. I guess if OSU lands him, then great. Um, we're at the point now where it, it feels like we're getting scraps of scraps uh, as far as recruits go. Um, that brings us to Jalen Wilson, who is perhaps the only non-scrap that's still available. Top 50 recruit, former Michigan signee. Uh, he is OSU in his top four, I believe. Um, I, I think the chances of OSU getting him are like two and a half percent, maybe two and a quarter. Um, I think from what I've heard, and I'm probably you've heard the same or similar, Kansas is is probably going to be the destination unless Juwan Howard is able to uh, coax him to coming back to Ann Arbor, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah, he originally asked out of his letter of intent from Michigan, yep. um, and then all signs were pointing to Kansas, like you said. I know he's going on an official there starting tomorrow. Um, R.J. Hampton, another really talented guard, was also leaning Kansas, but he's decided to play professionally, yep. um, inter- internationally. And so that maybe helps a little bit because I think Hampton and Wilson were going to try to maybe both go to Kansas together. But I still think Kansas is the front runner here. And then he also has an official in uh, North Carolina next week. So I think OSU is a long shot. And now with you know the Juwan Howard meeting, if he can sway him back, that's a pretty big name, former NBA guy, a Fab Five guy. So maybe that can pull Wilson back since Howard hasn't been the co- named the coach for that long. Yep. But uh, we'll see here. This would be an insane get, though. I mean, he's the number 13 small forward in the country, number 50 player nationally, eight in Texas, four-star guy, 6'8", 215 pounds. Just, I mean, if, if they could lose Curtis Jones and get Jalen Wilson, I'd be completely fine with that trade-off. Yeah, it'd be crazy, too, because OSU's 2019 recruiting class is – is pretty sick you know it's pretty loaded they're ranked number 21 in the country uh they have commitments from four senior recruits and then one uh, graduate transfer and jonathan laurent who's coming from umass and the highest rated recruit in the class would be jalen wilson who is who's like i said he's top 50 recruit but second highest rated marcus watson who's number 84 avery anderson top 120 chris harris top 125 caleb boone top 150 so it would really put a, a massive cherry on this recruiting class that is already pretty solid. Again, I, I think we've probably give too much air to Jalen Wilson because I, I think the chances of landing him are slim. But he has not uh, eliminated OSU. In fact, he's talked up OSU, said that he really enjoyed his time in Stillwater and, and hopes to make it back up here. And perhaps he'll make it up here uh, twice next season in a Jayhawks uniform. I don't know. That would be... I mean, <laughs> seems that like would the likely <laughs> So, so if they did get him, I just did it on the uh, two four seven sports class calculator. If they were yeah. to get Wilson, <sighs> they'd bump, move up from twenty one to fifteen. They'd uh, bump right in front of Texas Tech and right behind Oregon. So Which that I would think be pretty would put insane. Number, I think that would put them at number two in the Big Twelve, or perhaps one. I can uh, tell you really it, quick. It is definitely up there. Right now, they're ranked number Yeah, they'd be three. one because yeah. they'd be in front of Tech. Yeah, so they'd be one in the Big 12, top 15 nationally. I, I mean, Tech has that... a good class coming in, and so does OU, which is like kind of mind-boggling because OU has just <laughs> kind of been 
wandering in no man's land. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of talent coming in the Big Twelve, and it's crazy to think that OSU is like top three and could be top one. <laughs> yeah, that that would be absolutely insane. It, either way, they got a they got a lot of young talent coming in already, mm-hmm. and kind of just circling back to what we started the conversation with Curtis Jones. I mean, w- losing Jones, Cunningham, and Weathers, you're losing three of your top seven scores. So they do need some guys to come in and put some points up. So. Maybe you grab a guy like Kelvin Jones to give you a little spark off the bench. Um, but if they could land a guy like Jalen Wilson, I think he's college ready next year, and that would be huge. Yeah, agreed. He's an athletic freak. We'll see what happens with him. Um, I think both our predictions are KU, but uh, if that changes, we will be on it on the podcast world. Uh, let's switch over to football recruiting because um, I have once again managed to bury the lead. Uh, Shaden Illingworth, a quarterback from Cali, committed to Oklahoma State. I was uh, on the road and unable to podcast, and then you uh, have been on the road and you got a new dog, and so now we're finally talking about <laughs> Shane Illingworth. and A six foot six quarterback, uh, I really like his build. Uh, haven't got to watch his tape, but I'm sure that you have probably been studying up. So what have you seen from Illingworth, and what's your initial impression of him? He's a big guy at uh, 6'6", 225. Yeah. Stands tall in the pocket. It's got a good, quick, fairly quick release. Um, I actually the the only full game I was able to find was his worst statistical game from last season. <laughs> so they uh, he still looked okay. It just what they didn't have to pass it a lot. They crushed this team. They rushed for like over four hundred yards and six touchdowns on the ground. Uh, his high school Norco, I think it was against uh, Rancho Cucamonga, and so wow, you freaking nailed that. <laughs> Take a bow. Take a bow. That's where the uh, that's where the workaholics guys are from. So that's the only <laughs> but the, uh, like three listeners just got that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was the only game. So you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt because other than that, I just found highlights. Yeah. And I'm gonna keep searching, but his highlights look great. But again, you know, after watching so many of these full game films, I really want to watch a full length game to be able to make any kind of assumption, but. He's got good footwork, a bunch of stuff he could improve on, but overall he looks like a guy that could be an elite college quarterback. And he actually moves around a lot. I think he was clocked at a 4-9 yeah. uh, at the opening regional he went to. But it's I mean, it's good enough speed. He I put a clip up of him running in a touchdown, and he beat a couple guys to the edge. So he's not just like a stick in the mud. But Pretty good for 6-6. Six, six. Yeah. Overall, I really like him. Again, He's coming in and possibly having to battle at some point with my boy Brendan Costello. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, maybe I don't like him that much. That's but, my follow-up yeah, question is how how do you envision his tenure playing out? Because if we're looking at perhaps if we're looking at Shane Ellingworth in 2014, the year that they took Keandre Woodty, you're thinking, okay, this guy, you know, he's a guy who potentially could come in and be kind of the bridge quarterback to – uh Mason Rudolph I guess it would have been um but now it's it's 2019 the year of our lord and savior we have Spencer Sanders who is expected to be the starting quarterback we have Brennan Costello and on the other line with me is uh the president and mayor of the Brennan Costello hype club <laughs> and I think we both think that that quarterback position is kind of solidified for the foreseeable future so I think he's a good player for sure uh, but 
you know, like, is there a chance that this just totally does not work out and he's there for two seasons and decides, you know what, I'm never going to play. I might as well just transfer. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. When you see a guy with this kind of body, athleticism, and then the arm strength that he has, yeah, he's got a shot to beat out anybody coming in. Um, he obviously has some things to work on. He he in that game I watched, he overthrew a lot of balls high, which isn't as big a deal if you're throwing towards the sideline. So he's Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, he actually did kind of remind me a lot of Mason Rudolph. He's probably a little bit faster than him, but fatter. Um, Fast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe a little thicker too with a couple Thick. C's. But um, yeah, that that's definitely a possibility. I could see him coming in and competing with Costello for the starting spot. If 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 it was Costello's job, I could yeah. see that happening. I, I definitely wouldn't count him out. He's obviously rated as not rated as a four star for no reason. Right. Um, obviously, other people besides you and I think that he's a really good player people that are much more qualified than us yep. to make the call. So I think he's got the skill. I could see him being the future starting quarterback at Oklahoma State. And he he definitely is an impressive pickup <clears throat> and a great first quarterback uh, pickup for Sean Gleason. Yeah. I, I, I think it's important to note, too, that no one really knows what's going to happen in two years. Like Spencer Sanders could have just won his second consecutive Heisman and <laughs> Brennan Costello is transferred to UTEP and like all these crazy scenarios could have played out. Spencer Sanders could lose the job this year and end up transferring to Texas and killing OSU for the next three seasons. Like no one really knows what's going to happen, right? So Shane Illingworth, you get a guy who, who's, who potentially projects as a starting caliber college football quarterback and you hope that ultimately whoever's on campus, whether it's Illingworth in 2021 or Costello or whoever, um, is going to be able to provide you with a starting level quarterback. I think that's kind of the important thing. And we're seeing Gleason already kind of doing some work in the recruiting trail. I wrote that he was potentially getting his, um, you know, Mike Yersich when he came, when he came and took over the program as the offensive coordinator, he got Mason Rudolph, right? And, and right. Gleason has kind of got his Mason Rudolph, so to speak. He's got a really highly touted quarterback in Illingworth. He obviously feels like he can fit the system. I'm curious to see how it plays out because I do think it has a chance to go sideways and he just never plays. But uh, certainly you bet on the talent and hope that the talent, however you evaluate it, ultimately wins out. So that is, uh, that is a, a really nice get, and I'm excited that uh, OSU has its quarterback to build around. Um Moving to a little bit of visit news, uh, Cade Bennett, you know Cade Bennett, the uh, 2020 offensive guard from CB, CB, that's my boy, from Arizona, he's making a visit this week, uh, gopokes.com reported he will be on campus for an official visit, and uh, so that's certainly good news because OSU's going to need offensive linemen in this class, you know, Larry Gilbert moved from offensive line to, to Cowboy back. Johnny Wilson is going to graduate after this season. Uh, Marcus, Marcus Keys, Keys is expected to graduate. So they are going to have to plug some holes. They've already landed two offensive linemen in this class, Trent Pullen, a guard from uh, Texas, and then Eli Russ, the four-star offensive lineman from Oklahoma. Uh, but they'll, they'll need at least one more, and Bennett is – a big dude. Have you got to see him, and how excited are you about him potentially committing? Because it feels like OSU's in a good spot here. Yeah, I haven't got to watch a ton of him, but he looks like an absolute beast. Yeah. Um, and I'll kind of pair him with Eli Russ, and 
Trip Holland, and those are some big, powerful dudes yep. that are going to be coming in in 2020 if they're able to land Bennett. So I like all three of those guys a lot. I, Russ is one of my favorite guys in the class so far. Dude, I know I wrote nasty. about that when I wrote the skinny on him. He is um, nasty. I, I think I talked about he played against one of my buddies that coaches in Oklahoma, and the mm-hmm. guy said he's just an absolute animal. And Reminds that, that, me of Bryce I, Bray in that he's just, like, he's just rude. He's just a rude yeah. offensive lineman. <laughs> Yeah, so and Bray's probably going to start this season. Well, that's another thing. There's a lot of talented young linemen on that that have been recruited already that are on the roster. We Absolutely. just don't really know if everybody's going to pan out because right. you know sometimes guys just don't at offensive line, like you mentioned, Jobert having to move around, never really finding a, never really finding a spot on yep. the Oklahoma State offensive line. So it's great to get guys like Russ, like Pullen, and then hopefully Bennett, <laughs> kind of just keep solidifying, keep the pipeline moving, and try to find the right guys because the offensive line, I mean, the games are won and lost in the trenches. I know that's a cliche thing to say, but it's true. So It is true. Yep. And uh, more important to note is Charlie Dickey, the uh, former K-State offensive line coach who is now taking over OSU's spot there, uh, seems to be doing a really nice job developing some of these relationships with the recruits, landing recruits. Hopefully he doesn't lose commitments. Like, uh, I don't I think it was Bob Connolly back in the day. Um, and they had some really nice recruits at one point. And I think for like two years straight, it was like every single commitment on along the offensive line just ended up decommitting and going to Texas A&M, which was um, <laughs> like so disheartening because they had so much talent and they just ended up losing it. But uh, here's, a, here's a scouting report that I found interesting on Cade Bennett, who's visiting this weekend. Says uh, this is from two four seven says the six foot five two hundred ninety five pound prospect is a powerful blocker with good athleticism range and a nasty streak that pops out on tape. He's got some position versati- versatility with the potential to fit anywhere along the offensive line, and he's a balanced player both in pass protection and as a presence in the run game. Uh, is is Gundy like drooling right now? Bennett shows a, p- a strong punch. The ability to get to the second level and is nimble enough to pull and set an edge when he gets to the outside. So um, it certainly sounds like he's a he's a pretty talented dude. Um, I'll be interested to kind of see if OSU can land him because it feels like within the recruiting industry that OSU is in a really good spot there. Yeah, so, I agree. So we'll see what uh, if he commits. We will have that on the podcast next week. Uh, final section of the podcast. We're gonna day. We're gonna do a. Um, a commitment section, who to watch commitment section. And uh, I think we should make this like a mainstay. It's kind of like a predictions thing that we can go back and scroll back and see how, how dumb we are in three weeks. And uh, always <laughs> love feeling dumb. Um, so we're going to name two commit or two recruits each that we feel that OSU is either in a good spot with or could potentially land or at least two guys to to definitely like keep it keep a radar on keep a, keep an eye on over the next uh, couple weeks so i'll let you go first uh you name your first one and then i will go with my first one i'm gonna go with uh first i'm gonna go with Corey flag okay a uh, three-star linebacker out like of it. north shore in yep. houston texas um he took an official visit back on the spring the spring extravaganza back yeah. in the middle of april late april he seemed to really enjoy his time. I actually thought he was probably going to commit shortly after that. Um, he didn't. He's a really talented player. I know he said he's a three-star, but he was at the opening uh, regional in Houston. He was named the linebacker MVP of, uh, of every linebacker there. Wow. 
He's a he's a really good tackler, big hitter. Um, I watched a little bit of film on him. I really like him a lot, and he he actually moves pretty well in coverage. And I think he's just a perfect fit for either linebacker spot in the Jim Knowles system. But I could see him playing more of that Calvin Bundage, Devin Harper type of role. Um, they already have Brendan Walker and Cole Thompson yep. in this class, even though Walker could also play defensive end. But I, I think they want to get a couple more guys since they're losing Bundage, Kevin Henry, and then uh, Amen and Devin Harper will only have one year left of eligibility after this season. So they're battling Boston College and Texas Tech. And I, I still think Oklahoma State's the front runner here. I know, um, I know pretty much all the articles I've seen recently have him pointing towards Oklahoma State. So I think he'll land him, and I think it'd be another good get. And then I think they have a pretty strong linebacker class with that. Yeah, yeah. I have a, a note here on on Walker because you mentioned Brendan Walker, the Bishop McGinnis outside linebacker. Since he committed to OSU, um, OU has offered and. You know what? I think I would shave my head bald if he ended up signing with OSU because I don't think it's going to happen. I think people I've talked to think it's kind of only a matter of time before he decommits and goes to OU. Have you heard anything on this front? Because I feel like I may be uh, not the only one. Yeah, everything I've seen on Twitter, I mean, I know Lincoln Riley, every time he tweets out an eyeball emoji, I think it's going to be Walker flipping it's, it's probably only a matter of time um, um just from everything i've seen on it and obviously you've probably heard and seen a little bit more than me but everything that i've seen on twitter and just on the recruiting websites it makes it sound like he might be thinking about flipping yeah so he's he's he actually did an interview with uh 247 recently and said that he was still locked in 100 percent with osu but um yeah if that happens that's awesome uh, if not, they're going to need another linebacker because this class is already pretty linebacker heavy. They already have two. I suspect they'll take three, maybe four. Um, it's a position of need, both at inside and outside. Yeah, well, if he if he flips, I'd like him to give me back the hours of my life I spent watching his game film. <laughs> so. Be sure to send him a tweet and let him know. <laughs> I might. I might write him a letter. Uh, my who to watch, uh, my first one is another linebacker, and uh, this shows just how heavy this class is at linebacker. Jeremiah Harris, this is my guy. He is uh, an inside linebacker from Shadow Creek, and uh, yeah, that's in, in Texas, it's in Perland. Um, six foot one, 205 pounds, a little bit more physical. I don't think he's quite the, um, the agile linebacker that OSU has, has been recruiting. Um, he's probably almost certainly not an outside linebacker, defensive end hybrid. I don't think he's quite quick enough to play um, outside linebacker. So I think he's kind of a true traditional inside linebacker that uh, would be a really interesting fit in OSU's system. OSU right now is battling Air Force, uh, Boise, Colorado, Arkansas. It looks like OSU's the favorite. So we'll see kind of where that goes. But he has OSU like in its top five last I saw and uh that'd be a good get yeah I'm I'm also a huge fan of uh Pearland Texas because they have Killen's I would say barbecue Pearland there Dang it, man. <laughs> I said Pier. what did I say Pearland? Pearland I think you said Pearland whatever but uh Killen's yeah, barbecue Texas. check it out if you're ever in Pearland because it's right? awesome yeah okay it's okay. awesome it's uh Pearland's you know not that far out of Houston so we hit uh we hit up Killens before and it was great. I know it has nothing to do with Jeremiah Harris, but I'm all about barbecue scene <laughs> and pronouncing Pearland correctly. If either if either Harris or Flag commit, 
both are great. I, I would take either of them. So yeah, yeah. I like both those guys. Or or potentially both. Yeah. Yeah, or both. Like it's it's possible that they actually take both. Might it might depend on what Walker does ultimately. Mm. Um all right, so name your second uh recruit to watch. Okay, my my second guy This your guy. Be, he might not be the most talented guy out of all the commits they are out of all the guys that made offer twos, offers to, but I really like this guy. He's his name's Jay Wilkerson. He's a uh, He's from Texas, Heritage, uh, uh, Midlothian. Yep. The same school that Langston Anderson is from. Yep. Three-star guy. They don't have a receiver in this class yet, and I think just his connection with Anderson, who's already on the roster, and the fact that Oklahoma State's one of his bigger offers, I think he ends up landing in Stillwater, and I love this kid. When I was watching Anderson, I know I told you and – Kyle Porter, I think, like right after I watched the the film on Anderson, I was like, man, they had this other receiver who was really good and literally like one of the most passionate players I've ever seen. Just after every play, you know, high fiving his teammates or celebrating with his teammates or you know maybe John a little bit with the defensive back, and I love that. Yeah, um, in any player, but this kid had the talent to back it up and. I really like. I think he could be the perfect, you know, kind of slot like uh, Josh Stewart, Josh Cooper, Dylan Stoner type player, and I I think he'd be a great pickup. He's not super highly recruited, but I think he's a really talented player, and I think Oklahoma State can pretty easily get him. Yeah, I think so too. OSU kind of held off on offering him, and I think that was partly strategic because they wanted to kind of see. One, if he was going to get more high major offers, and two, um, if he was going to climb up the recruiting rankings. He's, he's just a three-star, um, but right now OSU, I think, is probably uh, arguably the highest program to offer him, just in terms of uh, credibility. You know, Louisiana Tech's offered, Minnesota's offered, SMU, Tulsa, um, you go down the list, there's not that many impressive schools besides OSU, so you think... If he's going for prestige, it's probably OSU. If he's going for playing time, um, perhaps not. But you know, right now he'd be the only uh, commitment at wide receiver in this class, and uh, I think we both expect it to be kind of light just in this uh, recruiting class at that position. So he is—he's uh, a fascinating dude. He's first team all swag, like you mentioned. He—he he really <laughs> plays with a lot of confidence. Um, I'm here for the content, so I think he would be really interesting to play at OSU. Uh, my second guy I'm going to go with is Corey Black, K-O-R-I-E. Um, and Corey Black is an interesting cat because he is actually from Connolly in Texas. And uh, OSU offered him two years ago, which is insane. He's from Waco. And um, OSU already has a commitment from his teammate, Trent Pullen. Um, Corey Black is a cornerback, C-O-R-N-E-R, not quarterback. Um, six foot. 165 pounds, pretty talented recruit, has 22 offers. Um, I think the fact that OSU already has a commitment from his teammate certainly helps, but and also the fact that OSU has literally been recruiting him for two years. So uh, he's a guy, I think, to keep it, keep an eye on, keep, keep your radar out. I don't know where OSU stands right now with him because there hasn't been much, uh, much scuttlebutt with him, but certainly I think OSU sits in a good spot, I would imagine. Yeah, he's got a several offers pretty recently yeah it kind of uh, his, his recruitment went really stagnant for a long time 
And uh, I'm pulling up his 247 page. Colorado State, Boise State, Mizzou, UTEP, and Nebraska have all offered since uh, the 1st of May. So he's had a good month. Yeah, so you know, hopefully Oklahoma State, like you said, the connection with Poland, they can land him because I think this kid's a talented player. I think he yeah. should be rated a little higher than he is. But um, th- I think I think all the guys we mentioned would be nice pickups. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I think that's all we got for today, Ragu. Um, if you're still listening to this, please go to iTunes, give us a five star review. And uh, leave us a rating because that uh, that actually helps with our visibility when people are searching for you know Oklahoma State recruiting podcast or Oklahoma State podcast. Um, it, it will allow us to pop up into the search. So uh, leave us a comment about you know Ragu's biceps or how good our our audio quality is. Whatever you want to do. And uh, Ragu, we'll see you next week, man. Sounds good, dude. See ya. Okay, see ya.